0: Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2016. This is Chris talking about Step 10. Good morning everybody, my name's Chris, I'm an, al- I'm an alcoholic. Hey Chris. Amongst other things, um, <laughs> many things. Yeah. Oh, don't like that one. Um... Yeah, look. I when I heard that I was sharing on this step, I was really happy because you know I love this step, and uh, it's it's just living, going out there, and and, and living a decent life. Um, that's for me. That's what it boils down to, and um, um, it's also uh, the the ninth step promises have been read out, and and it's really good because the tenth step follows those. And they're awesome. They are really, really awesome. And, and I often... And I can't hear them enough. And they are kind of my yardstick of how my life's going. You know, sometimes um, I will intuitively know how to deal with situations that used to baffle us, but, but not always. That's why you have a sponsor. And, um, you know, um, and I guess for me, my... The biggest... Um, on my story is... Uh, is I guess our stories are always different, but I was sober in Alcoholics Anonymous for 18 years and I picked up a drink. So obviously the 10th step is really, really important to me. Um, My story is that I got got to AA when I was um, 35 um, in 1993 um, and and I eventually um, got sober in 94... Um, and um, and that was fantastic. And I loved being sober and I loved Alcoholics Anonymous. I always have, I always will, and I always feel that this is where I belong because I'm with my own kind. Because I always feel a little bit um, different. But when I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous rooms, I feel... Um, you know that I'm with my kind, um, and um, sometimes I think we're a bit like a zoo. And and um, oh, there's one of all kind here, but but it's great. Um, um, and for me, my story was uh, uh, it was you know always hard. The, when I first got sober, it was really hard, and I f- I felt like it, I was uh, in an alien body. Um, but because the you know the the habits of um, that had. Um, been there and developed in my drinking were so much uh, reinforced in me and and, um, and I didn't like the person I was and it was all about doing the things I didn't want to do and, and that was so important for me. And uh, as, as life became really good for me really quickly, um, as Kevin mentioned, we, we met in AA and that wasn't on my plan. I didn't really want to get married again because I had a disastrous... Marriage and then um, and then life became really, really good and um, you know, and I followed the program and in those as Kevin said, in those days, the steps weren't um, they weren't um, emphasized that the way they are today, and I'm really grateful that they are today and uh, but we had a good life, and we traveled and and I was happy and I'm, I was definitely happy and um, and unfortunately for me in my fifties. I hit um menopause, and that for me was an earth sort of an earth shattering event for me and uh, i um you know I felt like I was going crazy um, and it was a real phys- physiological problem for me, so I sought um the experts and, and I became unfortunately addicted to the medication that they prescribed and um, you know I, I, I couldn't you know I, I didn't, didn't know what had happened and I didn't know that that whole aspect of my life was um, I didn't I wasn't aware of it and I think back on it now and I don't think I could have done anything different you know it happened it was part of my journey and uh, what happened happened and um, you know I had a sporting accident and then I became more and more addicted to different things and Really, you can't make sane judgments when you're in that blur, and it was a real blur. And uh, you know all the things that uh, we talk about in the tenth step. You know the the fact that we have to be really rigorous, and we have to be on ball, and we have to sort of look at ourselves, and 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 sometimes be quite brutal with ourselves. Um, I couldn't do that because I was off with the fairies. You know, I was on another planet, and uh, you know the inevitable was um, um, about to happen. And I, you know, I, I became addicted to Listerine. I didn't go back on wine or all the things that I'd become so so used to not picking up. I I'd tried something different and worse, and for whatever reasons, and then ultimately uh, methylated spirits when I couldn't get anything else. And um, I was in an awfully horrible black place. And the fact that I got out of it was a miracle. You know, my higher power never left me. Um, neither did my sponsor. You know, and. Uh, I managed to to you know get the help I needed, and my high power put a lot of people in my place that I needed and uh, people that understood me, particularly women and I really believe that, that women for women um, it's it 's really important because they, they we get each other and, and I needed I needed a lot of loving from those women I needed to withdrawn and I needed to get back and uh, and lucky for me, I went to a twelfth step. Rehab, and um, and I met a, a fantastic um, psychologist who understood alcoholics, and um, you know I started to get the help I needed. They listened to me, and um, and I was able to have um, go off and um, you know rediscover myself. and uh, And I remember my counsellor in there, who's a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, saying, "Chris, you know what to do, go go out there and do it." And I did know what to do, you know. You don't forget. Um, 20 odd years of um your time in Alcoholics Anonymous you know it becomes part of you and even when you descend into blackness it's still there it's 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 there and in in your soul I guess and um and and you know and I I turned around and I started to do the steps again with my sponsor and um it was wonderful you know and um and and you know doing the inventory and all the things that we've heard this weekend, it's just it is it just sets you free. It just is, and it's a beautiful life. It really is. And um, and I was able to to do that, and uh, you know do the amends. And um, in my family, where they were so good, and I guess I only I drank for was, when I was uh, I guess the most active. I drank for for a short period of time. Continued uh, compared to the fifteen years I'd. I'd drunk originally and um and i you know um and i i, I guess the most you know the most damage i did to, was to Kevin and um you know and that that's 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 terrible uh, but uh you know it's um that's what we do alcoholics will drink and um we only have that daily reprieve and and that's what the tenth step's all about and uh and i don't want to go back there again you know um and the tenth step is is for me more important than probably most, because I've been back there, and and you know, my, I, I I've there's there's so many people that I've I've heard that have had, um you know a long sobriety, a long good sobriety, and then have picked up and haven't come back and have died, and uh, even when I was in rehab, I there were a few people that had passed away, and uh, the tenth step, you know, um, I just have to work hard at it uh, because if I don't. I know what I'm. I know what I'm um, capable of. I know where I can go. I know it's going to get worse, and so I, you know, it, it's a very small amount of time, a uh, you know, short amount of effort to, 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 you know, have have that quality of life. And um, you know, for me, um, being um, hard on myself is not something I'm particularly good at. I think I'm very gentle, maybe because I had this wonderful Baptist upbringing. I think I probably could have dealt with. Um, been uh, it would have been better for me to have had a um, Catholic upbringing you know and uh, that fear because I, I don't have that fear um, and, and sometimes I can be way too soft on myself and um, and I do have a great life um, a life that is different to what I had when I, when I finished up my drinking um, three years ago I was working. And now I've retired, and that is that. There's a, a lot of stresses that I haven't got these days that that um, that I had then. So my life has become a lot cushier, um, and uh, so I'm not. I'm. I kind of. Um, I don't get into the situations that uh, I guess um, make me sort of go back into my old, uh, My old self-destructive habits. You know the. The anger, the resentment, the self pity, but the last month has been a time for me when I've um, I've realised that I can't keep saying to myself, Chris, you're a newcomer, because I'm not really a newcomer because I got to AA in uh, 1993. Um, You know, I can't use that as an excuse anymore. Uh, i 've done the steps you know i 'm helping people i can't i can 't do that um, and uh, I guess that was a bit of a realization that I had to get out there and sort of get do a few things that i didn 't want to do because I had been resting on my laurels and and perhaps being nice to myself a little bit too much I had to um, so there are a few things happening that that needed to be um, dealt with um, and I had to stand up and say a few things that a few people didn 't like, and it was really hard for me. Um, because I was used to floating around and, and you know just having a, a good time, and um, anyway, so that that's that's happened, and I put myself into a few situations that I didn't like being, and, and I felt like an alien, and uh, and it's been the best thing for me because it's it's forced me to have a look at myself, and that's what the tenth step's all about, you know, looking at those the defects because they are the. Uh, the symptoms you know they're they're there and they're you know they're always there and they will float around and they will just wait um and I think I'm a perfect example of the disease just waiting patiently year after year after year for you to just uh you know you do not to do the stuff you're not you shouldn't be doing um you know the resentment that we can't we can't afford that all those things and the self-pity I think that was a that was quite a, a thing with for me as well and uh you know that just 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 the you know the monkey on the back just just waiting and and so it it's it's pain is so good and uh for me for me because i can i can i can be so slack that way and uh um and and just being thoughtful too and and I had a situation last week and and it was like it was probably the crappest I've felt in a long time and and um it was good, for, and I, in hindsight, it was good for me because. And I, I ran, rang up my sponsor, and I, I think back of, on that telephone conversation. And I was a, I was a spoilt brat when I think about it. I thought, you know, this person's done that to me, and this person's thinking that about me, and how dare she? And you know, I'm a good person, and you know, blah blah blah. And that, that's that's not what it's all about, you know. Um, and it tells us that we have to stop uh, in the 10th step. We have to stop. And we don't we don't justify the way we've reacted the negative way we've reacted. You know we, we don't justify it at all. We just um, we look at ourselves, and for me it has to be brutal. Um, and and we we say, well, this this was I was being selfish and I was being selfish and I was being intolerant um, and I can't afford to do that. And also, I think what happens when I get like that is that I move away from my higher power. And I was reflecting on that the last couple of weeks that I have not been praying to my higher power as as, as much as I as I would. And it's you know for for me, when I'm when I'm um, having a really good time, I don't you know I I do thank God for for my wonderful life and and what I'm doing you know. A lot of the time, you know, I go running a lot, and I'm off, and I'm in. Like it, the the other day, there were there were fields of lambs, and you know, I I go into these utopian sort of um, uh, situations, and I am incredibly happy. The endorphins are kicking in, and but that's not when I'm learning. You know, I'm I am aware that I'm really happy, but uh, it's not when I'm learning. It's and, and 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 these last few days, it's given me the opportunity to see that that. Self-destructive behaviour is very much entrenched in me. It's there deep, just like it is the disease of alcoholism. It's sitting waiting for me to to just, um, you know, just forget. And, um, you know, and that's why pain is so good for me because uh, I'm so stubborn. Kevin will tell you that. I am incredibly stubborn and um, it takes a lot for me to to shift and... uh, you know when we're prompt, when ro- when we're wrong promptly admitted well that that is just um yes um you know and i'm very human and i I'm, I'm not really good at it i don't think i'm really good at it and uh, sometimes i do it through gritted teeth and that's 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 not um the way you do it at all and the other day when my sponsor was talking to me something she said was when you're going to, to make those continuing sign, sort of amends and, and, and relationship patch-ups patch come from a place of love. And, um, and I wasn't. And I was coming from a really selfish place. And I can be really selfish. I've been really cranky the last couple of days. I've just been a little bit off. And um, I can be. I can be. Um, I have to really reflect on the way I'm reacting to other people, and I'm not being loving, and I'm not being tolerant. And um, you know, I can't afford to be like that. And um, the late last thing um, with with me. Another at the moment, my mum is 86, and my mum is getting more and more difficult um, to deal with. And sometimes. Um, she is easier than others um, and you know, I went to a meeting last Tuesday and, and it was the meeting was about acceptance and accepting things that um, they're not and I thought that was a really, really good way of um, doing it because, you know, um, she she was a, such a loving person and, and now she's becoming quite insular and selfish, I guess and, uh, you know, I have no right to tell her what she should be doing and I like to do it because I think maybe there's the fear of her losing her and um, you know like uh, her wanting wanting her to be happy I just want to be happy but you know that that's I'm not in her head I don't know what she's going through you know there's little gray bits of dementia floating in and um, and 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 that will be my biggest I know that because I love her dearly Uh, that will be my greatest test you know for tolerance and patience and um it's funny because i often get out my fourth step and i read it just because i like to see if those things are coming back again and um you know with her it's always been the same it's always been tolerance you know my my defect is my 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 lack of tolerance and my lack of patience and my self um self selfishness um, with her and um it's it 's going to get harder ah. it's funny, I was driving here, and um I knew I was going to be emotional today, and I hardly ever cry. I can be really hard, but i you know I passed the repad hospital, and my father died there ten years ago, and my father was just such a wonderful man and um I loved him dearly, and he was so optimistic and i I was saying to Kevin that um, we, um, when he died, he, he died, he was sick for so long and he suffered so much and he was an amazing man and, and we promised him that we'd look after mum and, um, uh, and sometimes you know, I, I don't know, I don't know whether I'm doing a good enough job, you know, and um, And I, you know, and I see myself and I sometimes feel like I'm so cracked and flawed and, um, you know, (laughs) this is the last thing I thought I would do. But, um, and, yeah, and we can always try harder and maybe I am, maybe underneath it or maybe I am too hard on myself, you know. And sometimes I don't think we know um, much about ourselves at all you know sometimes i tell my story and i wonder if that's the way it all that it, it actually happened um you know the narrative we make up and then our, we alcoholics we get to we we get to tell it over and over and over and um and then sometimes we start to believe it and then sometimes i wonder if if that's the reality and um you know and that's the beauty of having someone in the fellowship um um that that you know that God put, I know God put Kevin in my life, and and um, for, for that, and, and um, maybe He thought I needed a little bit of an extra, um, um, you know, help. Um, but uh, anyway, it, 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 you know, it doesn't matter, and uh, I don't cry hardly at all. But you know, it doesn't matter. I can cry in an AA meeting, and, and people understand because we we come from a place of pain, very black, black. And we, we don't we don't have to we don't have to live like that anymore. And, and you know, and and the fellowship, um, the, the the happiness, and the, the you know the the spirit we share with each other, and um, um, it, it's great. And uh, but all we can do is keep trying, can't we? And and that's all I can do. And I'm going to go and get a tissue. <laughs> Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.